and we're live. And we are live. Okay, I'm taking it off from here. We just saw Impact Wrestling and uh, Kenny Omega's debut uh, showing up to Impact for the first time. Big deal. A lot of people looking to tune in. This is going to be easily Impact's biggest number of the year on Access, if not ever on Access. <clears throat> um, this show also saw an appearance from Tony Khan, who appeared in a kind of an old school type commercial ad with AEW letters in the background alongside Tony Schiavone. Uh, Tony Khan mentioned that he could have shut this whole thing down. He could have sued Kenny Omega for breach of contact. But instead, he has opted to fund Impact Wrestling uh, by appearing on a commercial and talking about all the great things Impact has for or AEW has for tomorrow, Wednesday night. He made a comment to Tony Schiavone. Hey, Tony, you've been on Impact before. And Tony made a pretty funny comment where he said, uh, yeah, I've been on Impact once. And then I quit the business for 18 years. And uh, so that was part of the commercial. So they had a pretty fun interaction there. And then we got to the Kenny Omega segment that everybody was waiting for. What I thought that Impact did was, that was kind of smart was they did not open the show hot. They didn't open the show with this Kenny Omega stuff that was on everybody's mind. They did give you a video package. But then when the show started, Josh Matthews said, uh, sometime during tonight, they didn't even say it was part of the main event. They said, sometime during the night, I will be called away to interview Kenny Omega on his private tour bus. So they essentially designed the show for you to be waiting for any moment during the show where a Kenny Omega interview could happen. So uh, it didn't happen until the end, of course, where Josh Matthews sat down with uh, Kenny Omega. I'll just give you the rundown of the notes that happened. Uh, they started off by taking off the John Moxley nameplate from the AEW Championship. They said that normally. Well, well, well real quick, well, let's let's talk about that Tony Khan segment, and then sure. let's let's go to the. Uh, yeah, then we can go to Matt, that. Matt, let's start with you. What did you think about the Tony Khan? I know you were fired up before we got on air here. What did you think about the Tony Khan segment opposite uh, Tony Schiavone? Ryan. Rotten is rotten gets, and I hate saying that. I'm a, I'm an AEW homer. I I over I generally overrate them. I admit that because um, I want them to do awesome, and I'm the mo I'm most entertained by their show out of all the shows on wrestling. As a fan myself, I'm always most entertained by AEW. So I don't like saying that, but it's with that. I'm sorry. He was laughing through the, the the promo. He wasn't serious, and if he was, he needs some acting classes. He was literally talking. I want you to put Vince McMahon in that spot. <laughs> what? How would that have been played? It, you would have really believed him when he said, "I could buy this damn show if I want to." Yes, we know Tony Khan could really buy the show if he wants to, but the way he said it, I didn't believe it. And the way he was talking about being mad at Kenny, I didn't feel that. I didn't feel it at all. And it was just like it was thrown together, right, w with a craptastic backdrop. Which fine, you can call it old school. That's cool. I'm, I'll accept that. That's fine. But like the promo itself, it just felt like it was half-assed, thrown together, underdressed, by the way, um, and whatnot. I, I, I didn't. This is supposed to be AEW, a much bigger time show than Impact. They should have been dressed the part, and I just thought they should have acted the part. Did you ever see those Vince McMahon promos in 92 in Memphis when they were kind of doing yes. the feud with Jerry oh, yeah. Lawler? And, and this came across as kind of like a cheap version of that. Like Tony Khan trying what to a, play heel. Um, whereas Vince, what a, when he... What about when Vince went to TBS? Oh, you mean you like remember? in 84? What was that, Black Friday? That's like, the, yeah. Do you, do you guys remember that? I don't yeah. know. Uh, he was supposed to be a babyface uh, announcer at night, but I thought he was a dick then too. Right. Um, <laughs> I just think there's something about how you dress and the aura you give off. Tony Khan just felt like he was goofing around, not being serious. I don't know. And, and I think that's one of the things that made that angle last week when Omega took off 
was it seems serious like oh he's going to impact he screwed aew why is he taking the belt to you know impact and then tony khan is just not you know it's like yeah i could have followed an injunction it's not a big deal Um, i'm paying i'm buying an ad he had to beat it over your head that he's buying an ad I, I just thought this was kind of a missed opportunity. It, it was a missed opportunity. It was nonchalant. Too nonchalant for me. Yeah, yeah it was very weirdly placed in the show, too. I'm kind of glad that officially it was technically an ad, so it really wasn't part of the body of the show or storyline. But he did say, you know, I could have. He did incorporate storyline elements by saying that he could have sued and whatnot. And I'm just of the mindset that the less Tony Khan, the better. Like, it's not that I'm not a fan yes. of Tony Khan. Yes. I think the guy is a good guy, and I think he me gets too. it in terms of wrestling. One of the things I think Tony Khan gets is that the booker should not be a central-facing figure on television. And I don't care what anybody says. Seeing a segment like this just makes me think it's just only a matter of time before this becomes a regular thing. And I do think that that would be a bad thing for AEW and all parties involved if Tony Khan is at all a type of authoritarian character on wrestling television. It's just overdone to hell. No offense to him. He couldn't be in an authoritarian position in a kindergarten class. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm being dead serious. Like even when he chased, even when his champion, his brand new crown champion, Kenny Omega was leaving in, uh, um, AEW dynamite that night, even then he was like, Hey, where you going? Like, go back and watch it. I rewound it just to watch it again. And it, it wasn't, it's like when Debo steals the dude's bike on Friday, when he, when he, when he, you know? And they're like, hey, maybe it's kind of like both our bikes. Like, that's that's totally like how Tony Khan got deboed by his world champion leaving that night, which I loved for Kenny, by the way. Made him look like a bigger heel, which I thought was funny. Yeah. But because um, he totally bitch slapped him. It was good. Um, I don't know. Anytime we'll you can get stuff, a Debo though. reference. Yeah. <laughs> and the bikes. And he threw in the bikes. <laughs> be like bones of our bikes. <laughs> Yeah, it would be interesting to see people's reaction to Tony Khan on camera because this really was the beginning. If Tony Khan becomes an on-camera figure, this is the beginning of it. This was the first time we saw Tony show a personality on camera and really kind of play a character, and I didn't like it. I didn't feel good about it. I mean, I wasn't as strong as Matt was, but I just don't like the feeling of Tony Khan. And and so, so, Raj, when when I'm doing this, I'm saying these things. Like I said, I'm a total homer for this company. I admit it Mm -hmm. to all the fans that watch our show, right? I do. And I don't like saying any of this. Mm-hmm. I really don't. It's, but I got to, you know, tell the truth. Like, that was very nonchalant, and it was very underdressed. Well, Matt, yeah. don't you understand? He's a different kind of billionaire. I get it. But you're on your lesser competitor show. You're supposed to be the big dog. Dress the right. part. Look the part. That's all. And he he dresses the part when he's at the AEW scrums and the media conferences. So yes. uh, why not do the same when you're... When you're trying to get over this the small impact audience, whatever doesn't already watch AEW to come on over. Uh, Justin Lopez said they made it look like Tony uh, is planting seeds to be an on-screen character. Right. We all agree that I hope don't. not because it's right. been overdone. We, AEW seems like they don't you know try to do the things that are overdone. That's true. They try to be different. I agree with that. I hope, but here's the thing: they kind of have to do something. Tony has to be involved somehow because it's his company that just got dicked over, right? So mm-hmm. he's got to say something or has to, I just would be very careful and I would do it with backstage segments. I would not have him out in the ring. I wouldn't put a lot of pressure on him to perform. Again, he's only had this company for how long? A year and change? Like, it's a lot of pressure to put on him. And Matt, you mentioned how that Tony Khan made a brief cameo last week backstage, pretty much not doing anything. Like, Kenny Omega just walked right by him. 
I'm actually fine. If that's how they use Tony Khan, I'm fine with that. Just yes. so they can win yes. the season real, you know? That's yes. the only company just standing there off to the side. That's how I think they should use Tony Khan. Can, can, can I tell you what he was doing? Go back and watch it. He was behind the camera. Yeah. 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 What was he doing behind the camera? What was he shooting? <laughs> was, he, was, he, was he filming? What was he doing? Bird watching? <laughs> Yeah, that was interesting. Um, I, I, I'm very detailed oriented, and I want them to do so good, so good. I want this company. To do you mean oh, last I, week? Well, Tony was in Gorilla, right? Because he's producing the show. He's yeah, tying he the show. Go back and watch it. There was a there was a camera on a tripod. Go back. And watch I can't it. wait to go back and look at that. Yeah, yeah that's, okay. that's when he came out from behind. You have to watch it really quickly, though. It happens like half a second. Oh, gotcha. Well, we go into the uh, John Ma- or the Kenny Omega segment, uh, which main evented this show. They are in his private tour bus alongside uh, Don Callis. Uh, they take off the ceremonial John Moxley nameplate, and Don Callis is changing it with Kenny Omega. Don Callis really kind of takes the lead on this segment. Yeah, uh, for the first maybe ten minutes of the segment, it's really just a long Don uh, Callis promo, which I had no problem with. It. I thought he did a good job. He did. He's a great talker, as we all yep. know. He brought up that picture of the Golden Sheik. He said that uh, him and the Golden Sheik have a very special bond because the Golden Sheik looked after him. He trained him. And uh, one day he met the Golden Sheik's ten-year-old nephew, curly-haired kid named Kenny Omega. And uh, now he looks after Kenny Omega the way Golden Sheik looked after Don. He said Kenny Omega and Don Cowles coming together and going to Impact and hatching this plan for Kenny to win this title was all part of the plan. He said uh, he didn't come back just to commentate and be a color commentator. He said three years ago, Don Callis was the one who booked Jericho and Omega in the Tokyo Dome. Very memorable match. And this led to the birth of AEW. Admittedly, Tony Khan saw this match and decided he wanted to start uh, AEW, according to Don. He said a lot of people take credit for what Kenny Omega and Don accomplished, but it was really them two. It was all part of their conspiracy to make Kenny Omega the champion. He said Kenny Omega is a Hall of Famer in his mid-30s, which is a true story. Uh, He also said that some people make matches and some people make memories. We make history. Like now, Josh Matthews came in and he asked the question, does this tarnish Kenny Omega's legacy? And they took extreme exception to this. This is when Kenny Omega starts getting more active in the, inter- in the interview. He said, uh, what if somebody put their hands on your father, Josh? Somebody put their hands on a father figure. Would you just stand there? Would you hit him back? And he says he's had 17 of the top 20 matches in AEW, which might be true. He might be underselling it. So 17, oh, yeah. 10, 20 matches in AEW. He even says he's had some of the top matches in Japan and Zimbabwe, which, uh, you listen, I've seen some wrestling documentaries on Zimbabwe wrestling. I cannot confirm that, but that might be true, too. He said, he made, <laughs> I've had a top match there. He says, I feel like the old me again. He said, remember when uh, when he was uh, talked about why impact that I uh, used to collect comic books and he had to quit collecting comic books because he spent so much money that he could never get the rarest comic book. He talked about um, the most valuable comic book is Action Comics number one. That's a Superman comic. And he compared that to the AEW championship. Then he compared the AAA championship to the X-Men number one, which is a good comic as well. And he compared the Impact championship to Spider-Man number one. Also another good comic, but not on the realm of the uh, Superman number one. So they end this segment by teasing another big announcement at AEW tomorrow night. He referenced Lex Express, that he's writing in style. And then he <laughs> finally said, I'm going to do the thing. And this is the thing that I believe he's never done on AEW television, where he says goodbye and goodnight, bang. He does that. They leave. And that is oh. your segment inside the bus. What did you think about this, Matt? Dork-ass twinkle fingers instead went goodnight boing on one of their pay-per-views. That's the last time he's tried to do it. Oh, I see. Uh, and in, in his defense, and in defense, that was a smart thing for him to do at that time. There was a shooting, I want to swear, that same day 
like a really bad, really bad, very popular one. Um, it was one at the video game thing in Jacksonville. That's what the event was for. Remember, right, it was to right, raise right. money for the shooting at the. Uh, yes, the, yeah, yeah. But that was the last time he did the. the and, he, and he didn't say bang. He specifically said boing, which was like, fight for the fallen. That was fight for the fallen because they were raising money for yes. shooting. So yeah, that didn't make yes. sense. To do. Yeah, yeah, it was. And so, anyways, long story short, this was I thought his one of his best promos to date, um, easily one of his best. But uh, the whole setup of it was awesome. I love Don Callis taking the lead and talking so much. He was pouring gasoline on his guy, Kenny. The whole promo. He was pouring more. It made Kenny feel like a bigger star. And others out there I've heard say, oh, nobody knows who the Golden Sheik is. Oh, blah, 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 blah. I don't give a crap if nobody knows who he is. Know what they know now? That day. He's an important person to both of these people. Therefore, it makes sense that they're connected together at the hip. There's a long history and a long story there. I like that they tie that loose end up of who Don is to, in relation to uh, uh, Kenny. I like that part. Um, I like Kenny's promo. The rest of it, everything he said was spot on. The comic book stuff, you know, I've, I collect comics myself. I collect baseball cards. You've never heard me bring up my 85 Mark McGuire rookie card or my 89 Griffey Jr. upper deck or how I get them graded and I have over a $400,000 baseball card collection. A Willie Mays 55. You never heard me talk about that. You want to know why? Because I look like I could kick somebody's ass. That's what I talked about when it was time to get on the microphone. To make you invest emotionally to come wanting to see me kick somebody's ass or run my bleep liquor enough to make you pay money to see me get my ass kicked by somebody from talking too much smack. Um, yeah, we're not talking about comic books. I'm not talking about video games. Um, but then again, I'm 44. Maybe I'm out of touch with it, even though I do collect comic books and baseball cards. So um, that was the only part of the promo that I can possibly critique at all. But it did lead to what I wanted to hear. He wants to collect title belts. I like that. Um, I would never compare the Impact title belt to Spider-Man number one. Shame on you, Kenny Omega. That makes me doubt you now collect comic books to even... Oh, my God. How disrespectful. Um, but uh, anyways, nonetheless, it was good. I, I, I thought this was worth actually... I, I was okay watching the whole show to get to this. If there was a big bang at the end... Um, Theoretically, by the way, not really. Um, and, and and there was. I thought he, he did a good job with this. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought the promo itself was great. Uh, in in a lot as far as his delivery and everything, I thought he should have worn a suit, dressed up like he's dressing up on Impact, and he's back to, um, you know, dressing like he's going to the gym. Um, and he's the champion now. You know, look the part. And and it's not like he hasn't yeah. been doing that, you know. When since he's been doing this heelish turn, he has been has been rocking the suit. It looks great yeah. on him. Yeah, absolutely. Makes him look like a bigger star. I didn't like that. Nothing really came out of this promo. He's like, yeah, I might be coming after the. We might add an impact yeah. belt to it, you know. Like it was just kind of nothing, and it was more I, a tease for. It ended up being just a tease for tomorrow night. So come, I, we got something bigger planned on on impact. I mean, and, on, on dynamite. And I went I went on, on YouTube and check out a couple other just random podcast people that watch it live, just to see like what most of the uh, fans out there were saying, and they're like, "Oh, this is going to be great! They're doing a great job of selling Impact. This is genius of AEW." P.S. They already have those fans. I don't want to hear. I wrestle for the company, okay? That there's Impact diehards that only watch Impact. Bullshit. They most certainly watch AEW, and I would be willing to say eighty nine percent, if not ninety five percent of them. Watch imp, uh, uh, Dynamite. I promise it. Yeah. And, and, so they did, and not, they did not get a new audience out of this. I don't want to hear that excuse. And there's, they might have 
Um, yeah, yeah, you mean AEW getting a new audience? I don't see because that. because yeah, no, because that's what some I saw some of the other like people talking about on their uh, on their own little shows yeah. that they cover it live. You know what I mean? I don't know why people right. would watch that. Why would you watch somebody else's reaction to watch wrestling instead of watching the wrestling itself? But I'll digress. <laughs> um, so th- th- that's what I was seeing. And the guy was like going bananas, like, "Oh, this is great, good on AEW for coming into Impact and totally jabroning them." And doing nothing but advertise their show for tomorrow. They did a great job marketing their brand. Yeah. To, to, to who? They already got these people that are going to watch the show tomorrow. They had to come on Impact to do that. So, again, I still want to know what was the reasoning. Maybe I missed it. Why did he have to be there on Impact? I'm still confused by this. Yeah. No, I mean, we, we were talking about this the other night. It, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, we we saw the one night that NXT was on a Tuesday. And... It took half of Impact's audience, so already, and they're supposed to be the alternative to WWE and NXT. And the night that they're head to head, more, you know, way more obviously, more people are going to watch NXT. But yes. half of the Impact's audience decided not to watch Impact that night, mm-hmm. and and they have a very small audience. So that's a, you know, that's you know, that's a huge I'll, chunk. I'll, I'll be very frank. I'm surprised it was only half. Yeah, I really am. I would have wanted to see something out of the segment that was more definitive in terms of integrating AEW and Impact. Um, the one thing that did happen yeah. was Rich Swan, who's the Impact champion, uh, kind of got denied from going outside because Kenny Omega was sitting out the parking lot. So that might be the way that they're going, uh, is that Rich Swan was told that he cannot enter because the champion has been blocked off. Rich Swan thought they were talking about the TNA champion move, but the security guard said, no, Kenny Omega. So they might be doing something with Rich Swan and Kenny, but that was more kind of like an underhanded, like very subtly yes. between the two, instead of just like a go home segment where the two get in a brawl or something. I thought it jumped them. Yeah. It jumped the, their title belt. Go ahead, Ryan. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah there we go. That's exactly. Yeah, that's Terrence Witt is saying Rich Swan getting jabroned, though. Yeah, and before that's we get into time. the kind of, I'm going to run down the show real quick, but before we get into that, Matt, we'll start with you. Did this episode of Impact Wrestling give you a reason to turn in tomorrow, next week? Are you going to be tuning in next week based on anything you saw tonight? No, me and my wife popped, my son popped, they got to see their husband and dad on TV again tonight. Um, one of their segments. They did. In 2008. Um, yeah. and, and the Matt, I went out into the arena to watch Gail Kim versus uh, Kong live that night. Um, behind the bleachers because I knew their girls were going to kill it. And I was happy to see them show that match. But that was not their current roster. You have the most people right. that are watching your show right now, Impact. Newsflash. Book your own talent that you're trying to get over. Here's your chance to try to get them to a bigger audience. Mm-hmm. What about you, Roger? Don't show who you don't, don't, show who you don't have anymore. And, right. and you're showing the lively crowds, which obviously they can't have right now, but you know, even before uh, COVID. Oh, our it, crowds! Our crowds were awesome. Yeah, they were on fire back in the day. Um, uh, real quick, there was the, there was a part in Omega in uh, Omega's promo where he held Mox's nameplate and handed it to Josh Matthews. Matthews and said, "Hey, Matthews, you know Ambrose, right? Tough enough one, you can have it." And Mikasa said, "I popped the collector." Pop. Me too. He did that was funny. That See, that, that might be the type of inside reference you want to make in wrestling. Because I agree with Matt. Like, Listen, I like comic books too. But whenever I hear wrestlers reference comic yeah. books that deep, when they talk about the storyline, it's like, listen, I get that. But what is that doing as a wrestler to advance a storyline conflict between you and somebody else? And, and, and so, and, and this is, uh, so one thing is that tonight's impact was actually taped at the end of November. So they taped, so all oh, the yeah, stuff with that. Omega was sliced in. They've taped that over the weekend in Canada. 
and they sliced it in with this regular show. So the wrestlers during the show had no idea, you know, what would be happening because this was all taped before the Omega appearance. Oh, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Would you not throw together a show if you hear Kenny Omega's coming to your show from a rival company, a much bigger company? Were they not allowed? Could they not have done that? I don't know. On such short notice to get the talent out there. I mean, Machine Guns, the North, the Good Boy. I, I would have done so much more with this show if, yeah. if I knew he was coming in. I don't know. Yeah. One of the reasons I think it might have been thrown together is that Final Resolution is this Saturday. So in that sense, it's pretty good timing that this show is going to get this big audience. They have a pay-per-view to promote that's this Saturday on Impact Plus. So maybe that was part of it, that they just had to you know, do what they did uh, because they're going to have a pay-per-view right. this Saturday. And we did right. hear, uh, we, did hear uh, we, we reported this at Wrestling Inc., uh, I believe last week or over the weekend, that Gal- there's at least initially there's not supposed to be much between Impact and AEW. But uh, Gallus and Anderson, uh, there's. It looks like they might be coming in for a match or two on Dynamite. So that'll be cool. No Gallus and Anderson. Would you say? I don't uh, think Gallus and Anderson were on the show. They weren't. No, they were not. They weren't. They weren't. But again, but again, this was taped ahead. You know, in in late November. It was, but this is where I'm sorry. I throw that shit. I throw that thing in the can. I throw it in the garbage. Yeah. And say half the show we're showing 2008 clips. Let's get our listen. We weren't planning on this happening. It's happening. Code red. Get your all asses to the the, the sound stage here in Nashville, Tennessee, wherever they're at, to Canada. I don't even know. And we're putting together matches. There's no fans there, so why couldn't they? Um, mm-hmm. And you showcase your top talents. And by the way, who I really want to see crossover if they could to AEW is Motor City Machine Guns versus the Young Bucks. So bad. They they did Not show nothing. highlights of that that match from. From so TNA good. way back in the day, where Dude, uh, their the dark machine guns match beat that they had their tryout match though that they had is the yeah. best tag team. I'm not bullshitting. The best tag team match I have ever seen live. I'm not joking. Yeah, it was uh, so sacred, good. They never were able to top it. Yeah, Sacred Monkey Bone with two dollars super chat saying Raj sounds more like Vince Daly. Dress the part, pal. Well, goddamn, <laughs> pal, that's what he's been wearing the last few weeks. He's been wearing the. I suit. said the same thing. <laughs> Why didn't you say that to me, Monkey Bone? I said the same <laughs> thing. That- it was a weird outfit, too, because, like, Tony Khan was wearing, like, a muscle shirt, but he doesn't have muscle, so it was more <laughs> obvious. <laughs> it was a weird outfit. I- <laughs> yeah. But uh, and it's awesome. Is there anything more frustrating than when a billionaire tries to be like the rest of us, where it's just like, come on, just be a billionaire. Yeah, I refuse to buy it. My guard goes up. My wall goes up. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Now let's run down Impact. Oh, we've got another Super Chat. Uh, yeah, another Super Chat. Yeah. Johnny Heck saying, I watched a little bit of it. Impact's r- ring sounds weird to me. I think it's maybe you're just used to the other shows having crowds, you know, even though they're, they're small. And they, at least the crowd noise, like the Thunderdome, where it sounds like a crowd. Yeah. And just having it being dead silent, it's like back to the Performance Center days if you haven't been watching Impact. Yeah, and let's just go over like a rundown of the show and what was on it. Uh, it starts off with the video package. You would have thought it was on AEW TV. They just basically showed highlights of last week's match uh, to run this down. And then they opened the show with the uh, truck, the private tour bus, and said sometime during this hour, we're going to talk to Kenny Omega. Uh, we had Josh Alexander take on Chris Sabin. Chris Sabin won. Uh, it was kind of a back and forth. Josh Alexander was working over Chris Sabin. 
Uh, it was really nice to see both of them because Josh is more of a bruiser. He's the walking weapon, and Chris Sabins is high flyer. At one point, he just flew like halfway up the entrance for a suicide dive. I thought that was cool. And the finish came. This really outraged me. This is the worst thing I thought that was on the show. The finish came when Josh Alexander and Ethan Page start bickering because Josh Alexander is getting upset that he can't put away Chris Sabin. And then he gets rolled up and loses. So now they're teasing dissension between the North. Now, I don't know about you guys. In the week since last week, when they're teasing, when they're talking about this relationship between AEW and Impact, the one team from Impact, the one entity from Impact that I heard we a lot all of want to see was the North. Yeah, we want to yes. see the North and FTR. We want to see the North and yes. obviously the Good Brothers, but they're from yes. like Japan slash WWE. The one entity that's a product yes. of Impact Wrestling was the North. Yes. They got the most buds. First thing you see on TV, segment one, the North might break up. What? Well, Ethan Page's contract is supposed to be up either it's either this month or next month, so. I mean, they are going well, I mean, to, unless Page resign resigns. Yeah, yeah, they really you need to resign him that. because they, they're talented. But I got a news flash. I like Ethan Page a lot. But, yeah. And I know maybe he's working, maybe he's not. But Colin, I love the North. I do, I do. Especially Josh Alexander. He's underrated as hell. But that said, they call themselves the best tag team. And I, I feel it from them that they're shooting when they say that. The best tag team of all time in Impact. Boys, you couldn't even lay Spear Money's boots. <laughs> Yeah, I think they might be saying that to get heat, but they are a very damn good tag team. And yeah, maybe they are the best they're team. They're awesome. In- oh, no, yeah. brother, they're awesome. You're, you're correct. I love them. Yeah. Probably the best tag team in years, but yeah, nothing close to beer yes. money. As far as combining yes. charisma and, you know, the whole package. Uh, and a real was, team, yes. Yeah, probably one of the best tag team in TNA history. If I think so. And what I love about the North, the same thing I kind of love about Beer Money is that both of them have singles potential. I saw Josh Alexander in there today. Just like I see him anytime he wrestles a singles match, like this guy could be a star on the own. Yeah, he could, brother. You're right. He could. Yeah. Chris Pantaleo saying they need to lower the sound from the ring mat. Yeah, you just hear the. Yeah. I think I talked to Chris Pantaleo today. What up, Chris? Yeah. Uh, we got. Uh, we also got uh, Brian Myers versus TJP. Uh, Brian Myers won that match. TJP working over his knee. Popped up. Uh, Spinebuster clothesline. They had a backstage interaction between TJP and Rohit Raju. Basically, Rohit Raju is going to defend his uh, title and a defeat Rohit, kind of like an open challenge. And so that might be T- TJP can't compete for that title anymore. But they tease that it might be him. Maybe he'll be under a mask this Saturday. You know, uh, Eric, uh, Raju is actually my the, my pet name my the, my for my parents. They, oh, I, they always call me Raju growing up. Does it mean anything? Pet, in, uh, what does it translate to? Well, you know, Indian with Indian families, they usually have like a like a nickname. You know, oh, it's like yeah, nickname. Yeah. yeah, but they call you that more. You know, over your real name. So my real name's full name's Rajiv, but they would call me Raju. Yeah. Oh, Raju, oh, there you go. So you're going to join? What you say? What's that? Are you going to show up on Saturday for the defeat on Right, yeah. Yeah. Not gonna, I, don't, I don't see that happening. Matt, what were you saying? Wasn't, wasn't Raju a huge, big-time heel on Batman? I can't remember. In the comic books or the movie? I the comic books. Raj Al Ghul. Raj Al Ghul was the guy you're talking Thank about. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's a so, big heel. He's like the, he's like the Lex Luthor of Batman. Uh, then we got Eric Young versus Cody Diener. It's another split that they're teasing between the Deaners because Cody wanted to do it by himself and couldn't. Kind of, you know, had to tell his uh, Jake to back off, and then while doing that, he got distracted and lost the match. We uh, said way too much about that match, dude. No, yeah, no okay. more. I tried to, I tried to sum it up as much as possible. Hey, we got more tag team suspension in Deanna Perrazzo 
uh, and Kimberly versus Rosemary and Taya. Not as much dissension, but it was a miscommunication. Uh, Taya and Rose, Taya, Rosemary won, so Deanna uh, is going to be uh, defending her title against Rosemary this Saturday. Sammy Callahan appeared live. Uh, he had a confrontation with Alicia Edwards, and then Eddie Edwards came in to her honor and ran off Sammy Callahan. And then we got a wrestling main event. Moose and Chris Bay took on Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Guess what the story of this match was? More tag team dissension as Chris Bay is mouthing off to Moose, or Moose is mouthing off to Chris Bay, uses him as a weapon. Uh, he's actually thrown onto Moose in a moonsault maneuver. Um, Chris Bay actually ended up getting the pinfall over Willie Mack to set up Chris Bay versus Rich Swan this Saturday for the Impact Championship. I must say, uh, Rich Swan did not come off as a world champion on this show, which, you know, again, you kind of no, think champions no. versus champions, and it's like, if this is your world champion, which already he's are kind of excited? an underdog, you, smaller guy with a world title. By, are, you, are you excited yeah, by that? Yeah. No. no, no. Even the business that they did where they had Rich Swan denied at the door, I just, I really thought they could have done oh, more to present him as this is our champion, even though we have the AEW champion come. Kenny Omega came off as the Impact World Champion on this show. Yeah, I'm sorry. What did you think about the show overall? Not good. Not good. I, I like the first match. I like the opening match. I like uh, I love Taya Valkyrie. I love uh, Rosemary. Um, I like, you know, I like uh, was it Sue Young. I like her gimmick, too, by the way. She wasn't on there, but I like her, her character, too. Um, yeah. Didn't like the show. I was just excited to get to the Kenny stuff, honestly, guys. The, and the Kenny stuff was really good. That paid off. I mean, it was really entertaining. But again, to your point, I don't see how this benefits impact in two weeks. I, I'm, I'm sure they'll get a little bit of a bump for next week, and then they'll be back to where they were. It's like after, at Bound for Glory, where their yes. big their big selling point is fired WWE guys are going to show up on our <laughs> show. Guess who? You know, you won't believe All which right. ones. And you get a little spike for a couple weeks. They get a little interest, and then it just dissipates. They need their own stuff. And the the last time I felt like they had a little bit of buzz was when they had Tessa as their world champion. And since then, it's just been coming up with, you know, needing outside groups to have a little bit of a buzz. They did, and I know that that's what they did with this, but, like, they did create a little buzz when a lot of WWE talents did get released and, like, the Good Brothers were going to be coming because that was a huge shocker to me. I couldn't believe they weren't going to AEW. Yeah. Or New Japan. I was shocked by that. Um, so, like, that gave me some intrigue to see what they were going to do. Gallows told me that they're going to, he's like, dude, you don't get it. I've got the best deal ever. We're going to be able to plug our talking shop of mania. We're going to be able to plug our podcast. I'm like, how's that going to look? But they have been, been able to do yeah. just that. But, like, so I wanted to see what a lot of that looked like. And Eric Young, I heard, was coming back. He's so for friend reasons, I wanted to check in. But that's not something that draws mainstream attention, like you're saying, Raj, to make people tune back in, I don't think. But um, I, I honestly, I thought this was a wasted opportunity for Impact, and I hate saying that. Yeah. It sucks. Uh, you know, I was hoping that they could showcase some, some some of their other talents in a much better situation to show you who the hierarchy there is. I'm sorry, Rich Juan was a champion. You said it best, Alfred. He, they did not. They did not. That's not his fault. They did not right. book him accordingly tonight. And that's not his fault. That's their fault. By jabroning him and punking him like that was so stupid. You know what they made him look like? Is You remember that time when Chris Jericho first won the title and he was carrying Stephanie McMahon's bags? And he, oh, you I know, hated like, it then. I yes, hated it then. I wasn't you, smart to the business yet. And I hated it, though. Yeah, it was terrible. You make your, when you make your world champion look second rate, 
And here they made him look not even in this. Josh Matthews came across as a bigger star than him. He did. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah, they, they, they made a point. That's part of that segment. Josh Matthews comes in and they say, uh, are you on the list? And he looks at the thing and says, yeah, you're on the list as an interview. Go ahead. And the world champion has to stand back there like it's a room. Right. Yeah, terrible. And, and, and just if you were, like you said, Alfred, to hit on your point, to piggyback on it a little bit, if you were to talk about like dream matches and champion versus champion, right? You got SmackDown with Roman Reigns. Um, who do we got on Raw right now? Oh, Drew McIntyre. Right, you've got uh, uh, for AEW now Kenny Omega, right? And Impact is Rich Swan, and it's again not his fault. It's how they booked him. I, I just, I don't know. I would have EC three with that title instead. I'd have uh, some bigger names, maybe Moose, even. Moose, Moose. even. Yeah. yeah, Moose came off like a world champion tonight in that match. He came off oh. like a world champion in that match. He is so. Dang- I still feel he's underrated. By the way, I think he's severely underrated. Yeah. yeah, big food, bigfoot sneakerhead pointing out no disrespect to Rich Swan, but Moose looks better as champ. Thank um, you. Yeah, I agree. And Joey or Dorjan, which is That's kind of what we didn't mentioned on Wrestling Inc. Gallus and Anderson are going to have their Lex Luger on Nitro moment tomorrow. There's a, I, I'm a big fan of Gallus and Anderson, but Luger was another level when he showed up. That, that yeah, was... guys, like that sacrilege what you just typed. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that, that literally set our business on fire fire that night like that, everyone was calling everyone on the phone back in the day we didn't have the cell phones we were texting each other everyone's phones were blowing up i'll never forget it yeah yeah and what made that such a moment was the sheer shock of a wwe guy showing up on wcw if gallows and anderson show up tomorrow that's not going to be my i mean it would be a surprise in that it, it wasn't advertised like it. but we know they're working like together it. Yeah, yeah, I'll like it too. Right. We're we'll, not we'll, gonna be like, holy we'll crap! Like yeah, yeah, we'll like it, but it will not you be a loser. Call your friends. That that's my that's my gauge. Is well, never mm-hmm. forget that I picked up the phone, I was calling everybody. Go, go, quick, quick! You know, you got to turn the show on now. You, they didn't even know have, my friends didn't even know what the show I was talking about. You know, because they they weren't smartened up to WCW yet. I lived up north, mm-hmm. and um, dude, but, but like I'll never. So like that's my new gauge. Would I be willing to pick up the phone and, and text somebody? Say, you you watching this right now? I will say this. I got a couple texts tonight about Kenny being on Impact from people. Um, Logan Sekula, who runs a very, very famous podcast, uh, non-wrestling related, um, and a couple other people that aren't major wrestling fans, that aren't in the business, that are like complete outsiders, but are famous in other industries, I would say, um, that shot me a message tonight saying, hey, are you watching this stuff with Kenny Omega? I thought that was pretty cool. There's only three of them that did that, but we'll see what happens with the numbers. I'd be very interested to see. Yeah, I mean, last week, so there's been twice in the last couple of months. Last week when Sting showed up in AEW, I heard some people like, oh, I heard Sting's back in wrestling again. And then, yes, uh, that did it. That yeah, did it. That was, too. That, was, that was big. And then, you know, we'll see where it goes. Apparently, he will be wrestling. We'll talk about that in a second. And the other one was The Undertaker retiring because oh. that got all sorts of mainstream pub. And people are like, oh, wow, Undertaker's just now retiring? <laughs> you know, like, yes. Uh, it's kind of that. But, Wait, yeah, those were two. So the t- two. Can- Tell me about Sting. I didn't know this. What were you going to say? So, yeah. So, uh, Sports Illustrated has an article today. Um, and apparently the deal is that Sting is actually going to be wrestling some matches. Now, whether it's tag team matches, he's obviously going to be have to be heavily eight attacked. Mans. He's almost 62. Eight mans. It better eight be eight mans. mans. And, and that's what we, we don't want. Like, right. Like, we're not yeah. being jerks saying this. Like, like we, we don't want to see. One of the things that we said about Dr. J, and I'm dating myself here, is that he played a little bit past his prime and like people didn't like seeing him 
you know, no longer dunking on everybody and having the vert he used to have and, and a lot of his skill set that made him the doctor back when we were right. little. And so, like, that was – I always heard other athletes use that as their example of we want to know when it's time to get out, right, But before mm-hmm. I become a character of my own self, right? So, like, in Sting, if you got to put him in singles matches, that's unfortunately what's going to happen. I don't want to see that happen to him. I hope AEW does right by him. Please do right by him. Put him in an eight-man tag. I promise it will get over like gangbusters. Just let him make a hot tag, a couple freaking clotheslines, make somebody eat his finish. That's all we want to see. Just like we want to see Hogan do what? We want to see him do a leg drop, get up, one, two, three, cup his ear to everybody and pose. That's all we want to see. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, again, he's almost 62. So he's got spinal stenosis. Uh, he can't He can't be taking bumps, you know, at that age. Yeah, and this is actually kind of worrisome to me that they're going to have him out there wrestling because, I mean, he went to the biggest company in the world that has the best doctors when it comes to wrestling, and they said that he should never step in the ring again. And AEW early in their run has already had some criticism in how their medical staff handles things. We saw Matt that Hardy. Early with Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara a couple of times. And so yes, if sir. they now you know, have this blood on their hands where, God forbid, something happens to Sting and his career ends in an AEW oh, ring. bro. I mean, it's going to be – it's going to be more free. Out. They'll never be forgiven. Yeah. What if he did something like would, – would it feel cheap if you did something like Sting versus Darby Allen in a, in a in a cinematic match where it's taped at some motorcycle thing? Right, right. And you had a stunt guy doing most of Sting stuff. I'm cool you with know? that. I'd be perfectly cool with that. Yeah. I mean, I swear to God. Because yeah, he's I mean, that Rob. Dude, Darby has this. Like, I, I love that he's there for Darby. I really love that. Yeah. I mean, we had the Firefly Funhouse. That was a WrestleMania match advertised, and oh, there was one move it. in the whole thing. I yeah. loved it. Yeah, and people loved and it. And I'd be fine with it, especially with Darby Allen's character does all those cinematic things where he has those videos right. where he's jumping off crazy stuff. So yes. they did something like that with a Sting match. And Darby Allen's the one guy I want to see Sting work because it yeah. would be a, a guy, the Rob, who's really young, who could be a star for the next 20 years. And, yes, and if sir. they did that in a cinematic setting, I don't think people would have a problem with that. Yeah, I mean, nope. I think Sting and Jericho would draw the most eyeballs, but if you're getting yeah. Sting, you need to build a new star, and Darby could you yes. would gain the, gain the most. Sting versus Jericho would be a one time big thing and then forgotten. Can I ask, Darby is building a new star. Can I ask you a question though? Mm-hmm. Would you actually want to see that match? Would you want to see the action of Sting versus Jericho? I would. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. I just think Jericho, no the Fallout are smart no. enough to make it work with smoke and mirrors. They were both ago, yeah. That's yeah. And the announcement would get a big reaction. Um, right. But the match itself, especially the nuts and bolts of that match, would not be very good. Yeah. I, I don't oh. think it would be fun to watch. It would have to be very short, too. Again, even that, you'd have to do, I think you'd have to do a, a, a cinematic match. Because yeah. I don't think you could do oh, a one on one match with no, 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 you cannot physically because of a sin. Yes. So, yeah. really quick, one thing about Sting. And he's similar to Kurt Angle like this. When he's like backstage and he's like watching the monitor and stuff and watching the matches, he wants to work the younger talents. Mm-hmm. He, he knows he's staying. He knows he's crazy over. He's, no, mm-hmm. he's, not, he's not selfish like that. So, like, my only fear is, like, when Kurt went to TNA, if you remember, they didn't know how to slow him down and right. say, whoa, calm down, Android, like, cyborg, wrestling god. You know, because he is. He's a cyborg. Yeah. He's a freaking nature, never gets tired. You can't tell when he's hurt. He's hes amazing. But he's almost too good for his own good, right? Too nice and giving for his own good. Sting is the same way. So I'm hoping AEW will have the discipline to do it right. Give Darby the rub, build it to get the, to whatever cinematic match they have one day. Awesome. 
do not let Sting like because he's gonna be like, wow, I like this guy. I want to work with him. I want to work with him. I want to put this kid over. I totally see him doing that. I just hope AEW gets smart enough to pump the brakes a little. That's all. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, a couple more <laughs> super chats. Man Antonio yeah. saying Omega is about to be Impact, Triple A, AEW, and maybe NWA. Nick Aldis ain't having that shit. No way, bro. I'll collect collect their uh, gimmick. Nick Aldis ain't they ain't let no way. Nick, if you're watching, don't you dare. No. <laughs> yeah. Corey Pride with the five dollar super chat saying Lord Alfred love Alfred. He has a lot to the show. I haven't yep. watched Impacts and Spike TV. Do you think he'll ever be back on traditional mainstream cable? I hope so one day, right? I think In we terms all hope of that. Yeah, it'd be a long road back. Um, but yeah, I, I do too. That's what you always hope for for wrestling, that it just keeps growing. I'm just, I always get glad that, you know, Impact maybe should have died, died. I know they used to be TNA and they got Yes, I agree with you. I they should have been all together dead years ago, yes. but by the grace of God, they're still here. So hopefully this is going to be enough momentum to I, get I, them out again. I wanted, a, I wanted them to literally bury the company completely. It's gone no more for like a year, two, three years. And then you want to bring it back if you bought it, go ahead and do so. Uh, resurrected is a different name. I don't know something, but they've hurt. They've hurt our brand name, and I hate it. And the problem is, every time they do get a new TV deal, it's worse and worse. Like it has less exposure oh. and less exposure ever since yeah. Spike. Yeah. And, um, and, and uh, also on the Sting front, like I don't want there to be because WWE is guilty of this too. When wrestlers they can't wrestle again medically, but then they come back later. Uh, I don't. I, I love the idea that there's all these places to go if you get fired from WWE, but I don't like the idea that there's all these places to go. If you're medically not clear, like the idea that WWE tells somebody they can never wrestle again, they say, well, fine, I'm just going to go to AEW so I can wrestle again. Like, I don't want that to be a thing in wrestling moving forward because that's kind of what's happening with Sting. Right. Huh. Yeah. And that's a little bit to do with their non-compete clauses and crap like that that these companies sure. all put in. It's, again, uh, I hate to, this is a can of warm conversation, but I'll throw it out there again. A desperate need for a union. Again, I'll throw it out there because that's bullshit. When you lose your job, for if I'm a house painter, I'm painting somebody's house, and the guy says, well, that's it. You suck at your job, Matt. You're fired. I get to go paint his neighbor's house if I choose to that next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're an independent contractor. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Heck saying, it's a shame we never got the Sting and Taker match. It's a shame you didn't give us an update on your cat there, Johnny Hex. What's going on with you, bro? <laughs> so, you never yeah. give us another update. Yeah. Uh, Jackson Collins uh, said, I apologize if I missed it, but nope. was the purpose of all this besides Omega saying he hasn't announced it on Dynamite? <laughs> uh, so confused. So the, another thing in that Sports <laughs> Illustrated article was that Tony Khan wants to get over a million viewers. And they were at nine, 913,000 last week. Maybe he feels there's enough with impact and that with the Sting uh, interview that and Shaq, they're also announcing for next week that that can put them over a million. Cause I well, think... they, need, they need to talk more about Shaq, by the way, because I still have not seen anything about that. Yeah, they just tweeted that. But I think maybe they just finalized uh, that this week. Okay. But I, I thought, so in a, in a couple of weeks, they're going to be on um, that Christmas, that December 23rd, the NBA is going to be back. So the NBA is going to be airing in its normal, in AEW's normal time slot. slot. But I thought that would be a great night for it AEW is. to air after and open with Shaq. I That's the you. night you have Shaq. I, I, I 100% agree with you on that. I'm that guy that watches NBA. I watch whatever. I fall asleep, generally speaking, to whatever's on TNT. That's after I Goodwill Hunting, some movie or some weird show, you know, that I'm halfway paying attention to, but it's usually pretty good. I would I'd definitely put that show on right after that. 
Yeah. Also, there's a lot of crossover between sports fans and wrestling fans. Like, you know, a lot, even the sports yeah. fans, wrestling is stupid. It really doesn't take that much. If you're watching sports and wrestling comes on, I've seen it happen before my very eyes several times where they've just been watching sports and they see wrestling and it's just like, okay, let me give this a chance. Like, you're more yes. likely to give wrestling a chance if you've just been watching sports. Especially nostalgia, especially if, like, they opened with Sting, for example. But Shaq is even better because yeah. that, those fans all know him. That's his right. demographic. Exactly. Yeah, you, you peel some of those away, and then you have Sting on after that, and then a lot of those people are like, oh, I remember Sting. Definitely. And then you put in your new stars and mix them in, and yep. you got, you know, that's how you, you peel away new fans. I mean, you get okay. new fans. So, um, so yeah, I, I think they, there's an opportunity there. Don't you think tonight's show they should have done more with um, different talents that look different than what, pe- what fans generally would see on AEW? Like Sammy Callahan? Mm-hmm. I know it might sound weird. I would have done a lot more with him. I, he intrigues me as a talent. Mm-hmm. He's, he's very I, original. I was so disappointed with his segment tonight. I thought they absolutely wasted an opportunity with Sammy Callahan because you're absolutely right, Matt. Like He is the guy where you're not going to see him on WWE. You're not going to see somebody who talks like him, right. who looks like him in that position. And what they did was they called back to a segment two years ago, which is – you know, one of the last times they got real buzz was that baseball bat segment, but they got buzz, I think, for the wrong reasons because somebody legit got hurt. Yes. And they called back to that, but there's so much better than they could have done between Sammy Callahan and even Eddie Edwards. Yeah. And, and yep. you know, you talk about, you know, Matt, what you were talking about earlier has maybe they should have reshot it, try to try to book and, you know, book a building. Even if they couldn't do that, they should have at least, you know, flown those guys out and shot something outside, redone that promo, not in an empty ring. But, you know, done it outside in a parking lot and just change it. Because the presentation, I thought, looked uh, you know, pretty yeah. weak for Sammy. Uh, and I, I agree with you. I think that was the best thing of not necessarily impact homegrown talent, but uh, talent that most WWE guys wouldn't recognize. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. It needed to be more of a sense of urgency throughout the show. Like, they needed to... Promote the show like it was a pay-per-view, actually, really. Because they're getting a pay-per-view level audience. Yeah. No, they should have had... They should have redone the comment. I think they probably did redo the commentary, but it should have... I, I know you have your limitations and having to go with what's taped, but it was, again... Uh, I've said this a few times. Missed opportunity. I would have trashed the whole fucking show. Yeah. And had them all come in and do it. I would have paid for it. It would have been worth it. But we have... Look at... You're welcome, Raj. I totally baited him. <laughs> yeah, Johnny the cat's X. getting better, eating and yeah. getting better each day, and getting back to normal. I'm joking, Johnny X. That's good news. I was dead serious about your cat, and I know Glenn is as well. So, um, happy to hear about your cat, brother. He's a long time listener, watcher. What do I call people that yeah. watch the show? Watch. Watcher. Yeah, he's there watching us live. Um, so yeah, that was uh, our our first ever post impact wrestling podcast. So next question, folks, is this: will this be our last? <laughs> I will predict if there's no AEW major talent coming on to Impact, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so Impact, so tonight they did, I think it was like 51,000 viewers on Twitch. Do you know uh, oh. what they usually do? Well, last week I know they did 166,000 just overall on in access. terms of viewership on Access. Yeah, yeah. You, You're kidding me, correct? you got to be shitting me. I've had no, that on my Instagram live. I've had, I'm dead serious. I've had more than that on my Instagram live oh, feed. Yeah, yeah so, but, so tonight is 51,000, but uh, what they usually do is about uh, two to 4,000. Oh, on Twitch. Okay. On Twitch. Wow. Live. live. Wow. 
So two to four thousand, and then they went up to fifty-six. Ah, that's pretty good. I mean, that but that's great. What do you guys think? You know, what's your prediction for their overall viewership? So last week they did one hundred sixty-six thousand for a regular show. What's your prediction for the Mattel start with you? I, I don't. I don't know what the ratings have been. And when you say one hundred sixty-six thousand, do you mean their TV rating itself? The TV rating uh, overall okay. viewership, I believe, was one hundred. Okay, I, I will say a hundred and no, because this will spike it high for them actually. I'm going to go up to 250,000. That's okay. exactly that's what exactly what I was. I was thinking 250 under 3, like between 250 and 3. I was going to say 3 flat. I was going to say I'm just going to go high and say 300,000. Let's just see what it is. Yeah, I think a lot of the new viewer <laughs> viewers are probably checking them out on Twitch, but uh just cuz when we see Smackdown moving to FS1, a lot of people didn't bother to find it when it did. So I think it just Twitch is easier to find as opposed to finding access TV, and a lot of people don't get it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. What is so, stupid? Stupid question. I don't even have Twitch. Do you guys? It's a. It's like YouTube. So you just go to twitch.com and search yeah. Impact. So it's like a yeah. YouTube channel. It's, a very, it's big for gamers. gamers. Yeah, a lot of gamers play games on Twitch, and and I've seen Mero's. I've seen a couple. There's on you like go pop up on my YouTube feed. Believe it or not. Yeah. yeah um people are asking about dark have you had a real quick terrence witted saying who would you guys want to see from wwe jump to aew to really give you that shock moment okay so if you were to recreate that lex luger type of uh appearance today who who would be seen as too big that's more like a hogan um I, I was going through this over my head when uh, Matt brought up the Lex Luger moment. I was going over who would be the Lex Luger moment of today. I would want to see somebody who everybody knows is good but just isn't getting a fair shake in WWE. And the number one that comes to my mind is Keith Lee. If we saw Keith Lee, who was just Ooh. obviously a big star, but like you see him just kind of get – I mean, it's just so frustrating to watch him in WWE. It is so frustrating. He's like such a waste of talent. Somebody like him or Ricochet or somebody who everybody knows is good – that if they okay. go somewhere else, it'll be better. So, I think that but, but Luger uh, was a huge star before. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. Yeah. So that wouldn't be a but, Luger. That's just me personal. Yeah. Let me piggyback on that, Alfred. Keith Lee, after five years of them doing this to him. Right. Yes. yes. Then I'd equivalent, equivalent. I'd make that equivalent to like Luger. Because to be fair, when Lex did show up on Nitro, I wasn't like, oh my God, I love Lex Luger. I can't believe he's here. It was, what the bleep is he doing here? He's with WWE. How is he here? This right. makes no sense. What's yeah. going on? I told you this shit was real. Like, all my friends. Wait, <laughs> 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 Mark, I bet. Huge. Um, yeah. Same when NWO came. I bet I fought people about how real wrestling was. I'm so, like, the New York Times, uh, New York Daily News covered it. It was on the back page of this uh, newspaper. I'll never yeah. forget it. So, that was, it made, you feel, it made it feel real back then, that stuff. But, anyways, um, who would I pick though? Um, I honestly, an, an, not just like like cherry picking, but it'd have to be an AJ, someone oh. like an AJ Styles, a Daniel Bryan, even. Oh, there yeah. you go, Mauricio Laos, even saying AJ, and I, I think that's a great pick because he is established, he's already he's <laughs> never been the guy, but he's been always in that you know, easily in put in and out of the main event uh spot, and he's he would have that shock value, that would be huge. So yeah, I agree. That's that's yeah. good. That's a good it, one. I think the most shocking. I think if it was super shocking, and maybe this is more of a Lex Luger comparison, is like the Miz. Like I'm not saying the Miz is like Lex Luger, but the Miz is a WWE guy, and he's somebody who's just a company branded guy. And anytime you interview the Miz, he's always going to give the company line, and he's the last person I would literally expect to show up on anybody else's TV. So in terms of shock value, 
and being compared to Lex because Lex Luger's a guy WWE got behind. Remember Lex Express? He was a WWE guy, but it's, I mean, I know he was in WWE previously, but WWE right, no, was firmly behind Lex Luger by the t- at the time that he showed up on WCW TV. So if you're talking about shock, AJ would absolutely be a shock value thing, but his buddies are there too, and he's kind of more of the mindset of an AEW wrestler. So yeah, the maybe the most WWE guy to go over there in terms of being a shock value. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be make me happy. I'm not saying it'd be great. No, here's the other thing. Go ahead, Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, because Luger, he was also thrust in the main event. He was someone that would right. be believable in the main event. I can't see Miz in an AEW not main event. Career, no. Yeah, so that's where a Daniel Bryan or AJ or Seth Rollins, some people have been saying. Seth uh, Rollins would be a good one. Yep. Yeah. Obviously, Roman Reigns, but we know he ain't going nowhere. And, and Reigns is almost too Cena. big. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's yeah, more... it's way too big. And to be fair, guys, you can't recreate that. That's why it's called magic. You can't recreate right. it. That's been the problem in wrestling for so many years. Even when I was wrestling, it was always like, oh, that's your Stone Cold moment. Right. Like, people would say like things like that backstage, right? And I'm like, shouldn't we be making our own moments, like in our own yeah. history, in our own first-time things? We should be thinking outside the box the way they did. Um, and that, you don't have to copy and duplicate everything that's happened in history of wrestling. Um, it's going to take something else. It's going to be. It's going to be something different. I don't know what it is. Right. Maybe. I mean, who's to say? What I know. It wasn't on a bigger show here on Impact. I get that, but I don't know. Who does? Who say this? Kenny thing isn't a match that starts uh, that that lights up something that possibly could be bigger with some of these companies all working somehow together. I know that hurts AEW, in my opinion. Um, I, I just I don't know what it, what the future can hold. Um, NWA though, I think is incredibly underrated and I hate to see them sitting on the sidelines during all this. Yeah. Cause uh, to, 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 to a degree. Are, yeah. Cause we, we mentioned this, uh, the other night, like Eli Drake and, uh, and, uh, it, Nick Aldis, it, both are just, they have yes. it. Yeah. It. Yes, they do, bro. Um, well, I think that, oh, that about, oh, and female division. Oh, uh, what's her name? Um, the one who's married to Bram. She just got married to him or engaged. Oh, uh, um, oh, Aldis is, uh, um, yeah, Aldis is Camille. Aldis is old, Camille. Camille. Yeah, she's phenomenal. Like, she's another star, in my opinion, too. Could be a huge star. WWE yeah. needs to gobble her up quick. Yeah, oh, I absolutely agree. Um, yeah, hopefully, you know, we're today was the day that the vaccine started going out in the UK and FDA is kind of giving it approval. So, Yep. Hopefully we can start having crowds back because I don't see think we're going to get another superstar until we have crowds back. Um, That's a good point. Um, well, we got for the fourth day in a row tomorrow night with the Wrestling Game Podcast after AEW Dynamite and NXT. Uh, <clears throat> Alfred, thank you as always. Uh, you will be joining yeah, us again you. tomorrow night. And t- Absolutely. You'll be joining us every Wednesday night. Yeah. Thank you for putting me up, everybody. Uh, you guys' words that helped. But it's always good to, to talk to you, Matt and Raj. Thank you so much. This is a lot of fun. So I'll be seeing you guys. You guys are going to get sick of me eventually, but we're having a lot of fun. Absolutely. And I, <laughs> uh, I mean, not absolutely. We're going to get sick of you, but absolutely, <laughs> we, we're, we enjoy having you. It's fun. <laughs> uh, Alfred, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, just my Twitter, at this is nasty. Uh, go on Forbes, look at any of my articles. It's got an impact review live for those of you who want to see it in depth. And then uh, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Pro Wrestling Bits. All right. And Matt, do you have anything you want to plug tonight? 
Yeah, guys, I plugged it last night, but just real quick, those of you looking to get in better shape, hit me up on uh, Instagram direct message or some of you I still need to get back to. Uh, same with Facebook direct message as well. Um, and getting in the best shape of your life. It's not some BS plug. Um, talk to me about it, and I'll tell you how it's absolutely put 38 pounds of muscle back on me at age 44. Oh, yeah. So seriously, give me a holler, and I'll help you guys all out. And everyone, to keep checking out WrestlingInc.com, tons of exclusive interviews. I actually just had a, a really uh, – Pretty in-depth interview with Loki today, who who does not hold oh, back. Oh, good. So be, yeah, he's he, Loki's he always an interesting. No, that's why he's always a great interview. Loki, yeah, I um, love Loki. Yeah, it was awesome. So I should have had his oh, voice, we, by the way. Yeah, I should have yeah. had his voice. Nah, he's got. <laughs> I would have been way <laughs> more time over. voice. I would have been, so cool. been, been way more over. And I think it's fair to say it now. I think yeah, I'll go ahead and say it. Uh, we got an exclusive interview with Johnny Gargano that's going to be on the site tomorrow. Wow. So, yeah, that's talking true. about. <laughs> so check it out wrestlinginc.com thank you guys everyone for tuning in we are our, our numbers for it being an off night were still great so we really appreciate it and are, are glad that you guys joined us thank, so thank you. you for and we'll see you guys tomorrow night take care thank you everybody bye guys